Put that thing back where you came from or so help me. <laughs> it's the wrong musical. There's a classic musical though. <laughs> I mean, put that thing back where it came from also help me, the musical. Uh-huh, yeah. Just pretty bad title, but... <laughs> And so we put that thing back where it came from. My favorite is, um, it's, it's really an under, underappreciated song in, in that musical, but she's out of our hair just when I dare to care. <laughs> My mother's in the audience tonight. My mother, everybody. <laughs> well, I guess we got a cold open. <laughs> Well, the students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted, he said so Alexander Hamilton But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a wizard, you're a Bastard, orphan Son of a whore and a Scotsman dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean. Hello and welcome to Sorted. I'm Alex. My name is Jack Daniel J.D. Farrell. <laughs> My name is Jack Daniel J.D. Farrell. And there's a million things I've not sorted. But just you wait. Just you wait. You asked me if I was ready and I didn't think... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting anything to be ready for. <laughs> Incredible. I, you probably should have been the one doing the whole thing, right? Because Alexander, Alexandria. Yeah. Alexandria Pierce. <laughs> and there's a million things I haven't done. Such as introduce the podcast. And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Harry Potter is inherently flawed and sorting even more so, but it's still fun to look at the characters in this way. So what are we sorting today, Alex? Andrea? <laughs> so we got our new review, um, which reads... I love this podcast and was looking for something just like it. Can you sort Avenue Q, Hamilton, Newsies, or another Starkid musical? Love the podcast! And, like, we'll definitely do other Starkist musicals eventually. Uh, yes, please. Um, but of those other musicals listed, there is only one that we have currently seen and feel like we know well enough to sort. Also, hashtag zeitgeist. <laughs> uh, we're all about that zeitgeist up in here. And so we're going to sort Hamilton, which I realize is kind of a weird thing to sort. We've very much deliberately stayed away in the past from sorting real people. However... In regards to Hamilton, I feel like we are sorting the caricature versions of these historical figures. Also, important to note, most of them are dead. Yes. And or have been dead for a little while. That is also a factor. Not only have they been dead for a long time, but the musical does sort of provide fictionalized versions of these historical figures, and those are what we're sorting rather than the actual people themselves. Yeah, there's been a lot of discussion recently about, like, the merit of Hamilton in the modern day and age. Like, you know, in the four years since it... Or five years since it originally came <laughs> out. Whatever. A lot has changed, and... Sure. That, like... It's been accused of, like, historical revisionism and, like, portraying Hamilton as a hero when he was also a slave owner and... Yeah, uh, it, it's, it is not by any means a perfect media. No. Um, but I don't think perfect media exists to begin with. Uh, this is a Harry Potter podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Right? Um, like... So, like, I, I do think it's very interesting in a lot of ways, and I do also recognize that it is flawed in a lot of ways. But it's still, you know, this, it's still very fun. The oh, yeah. The, mu the music is incredible. <laughs> like, and the skills of the people on stage putting his words to life Ugh. is brilliant. It's very good, it's, yeah. And it's worth, It's it has merit beyond the historical context. And It has merit beyond it having a, a message or a purpose. Like, it can exist just to be entertaining and to be art. And I think it's worth... Yeah. Also, like, the yeah. idea that, like, you would have had a full comprehensive historical education just in this anyway <laughs> is absurd. If anything, yeah. this is going to inspire many people to go out and learn more about it. it as has. it did with us. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like we were then like all over the internet, like trying to learn more and fill in the gaps and Yeah. 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 So fuck you, we do what we want. Is that a yeah. good summary of what we're doing? Yeah. 
Say what you will, I enjoy Hamilton. It's so, fun. <laughs> who's up first, Alex? Uh, Andrea. First up is Alexander, Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton. His name is Alexander Hamilton. And there will be lots of singing on this show. Just you wait. Just you wait. So Alexander Hamilton, as you are probably aware, was a founding father. What does that mean? He was one of the first people that was on the ground floor sort of setting up how the American government works and that kind of stuff. Does does the American government work? No. Uh, He was particularly in charge of... Just like, just the, no, moving on. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like per the musical, like, hashtag blame Jefferson. Oh yeah, everything in the musical is Jefferson's fault. Jefferson fucked up the American government. Anyway, uh, he Hamilton. invented the party system. Yes. Hamilton is particularly responsible for the treasury, like the, the bank system, the money. He's all about that cash money. <laughs> and that's why he's on... The ten dollar bill. So historically, that's his whole deal. I didn't. I didn't listen to any of the soundtrack before we watched this. Mm. It's like you know, obviously I had a cursory understanding of things. I think like the f- first way I learned much about Hamilton as a character is through the magic card that parried parodied him. <laughs> they they in the most recent parody set of magic, they put out a card called Alexander Clamilton. Mm-hmm. whose ability he has I think he has protection from wordy so in the game cards that are t- like have a lot too many words on them because he is the ultimate wordsmith and then he also has the ability to choose to fight someone yes Hamilton was notorious for loving a duel I he was in at least yeah. 10 not that many shots were fired or like but... challenging people to duels or accepting duels yes and then just talking it out yeah as he tends to do he loved to do a write. He loved to do a talk. He thought he was super smart. He was, and he y- was super smart. And know. just like his country, he was young, scrappy, and hungry. <laughs> so in his youth, he was just so pumped up to try and do stuff to help America and like earn independence. And he wanted to fight, even though Washington was like, but you're better at this other stuff. And then he did fight. Yeah. And then he was like, cool, let's make a country. And then they did. Yes. And then he's like, cool, now what am I going to do? Hey, there's a random woman. I'm going to sleep with her, even though she's not my wife. <laughs> and then... Hamil- this Hamilton abridged is incredible. <laughs> and then Burr and a few other people found out about it and confronted him on it. And so instead of like having them potentially like leak stuff, he decided to publish it himself. Purely because... It wasn't because he was like worried about a scandal about his affair. It's because they were accusing him of embezzling funds. And yeah. he wanted to clear the air by saying, No, I'm not embezzling funds. I'm paying off my affairs husband with my own money <laughs> it's not treason it's i just, just adultery yeah i just had an affair and i'm being blackmailed it happens to the best of us you know it's fine here's a pamphlet detailing all of that yeah fuck you bert <laughs> sir <laughs> Ugh, what a mess and he wrote so many papers and he wrote so many raps hamilton wrote the other 51 and then, like, he had a rap battle with Jefferson about whether they should help France, even though his friend was French and France had helped them. And Hamilton's like, but no. Yeah. Like, I'm with Jefferson on that. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a complicated uh, situation. Yeah. Gosh, remember when, like, it was, compl- like, I don't, don't want to get into it, but remember when it was complicated about which, like, political side was right and it wasn't just a very clear, you're on this side or that side. Mm. Like, there was, remember Nuance? Mm-hmm. Remember Nuance? Long dead now. Um, My name is Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> that's that's the gist of Hamilton as a person. He thought he was the smartest in the room. He wrote like he was because he out often of was. It's fair. He was young, scrappy, and hungry, etc. Blah, blah blah. More lyrics. Yeah. Blah blah. blah. Um, Which Hogwarts house would he have been in? Slytherin. Yeah. Yes. Valid. <laughs> State the case. <laughs> Ambitious as fuck. <laughs> A leader, mm-hmm. uh, a self-oriented person, uh-huh. even to the point where he thinks so highly of himself that he's going to publish his affair <laughs> because uh, that's yeah. fine. Although I'm great. One of my favorite moments is when he like he goes to Burr and says like you're a better lawyer than I am. I need you to defend this because you'll do it better than I could. I- 
very Slytherin, though, the way that he approaches that. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's not a Slytherin move or anything. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying I love that moment. It's very good. Yeah. Their whole, like... Frenemy. Frenemy thing yeah. is so entertaining to watch. Oh, yeah. It's fascinating. Um, and, like, the conclusion we ended up coming away with is, like, if Burr had been slower on the trigger and realized what was going on and realized Hamilton didn't want to shoot, if they could have sorted out their differences, they could have done incredible things. Mm-hmm. They could have, like, revolutionized the country. Yeah. Of America. Not my country, the country we're currently in. I say the country. (laughs) That one over there. Or at least the fictionalized country that existed in the play. Sure. (laughs) There's no way to know what reality would have been. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, we can't say exactly what things would have been like. I think things would have been better. I think things would have been better if Hamilton had survived. Mm. Like, oh, it reminds me of... There's um, there's, um, an English show called Red Dwarf. Okay. Um, It's a sci-fi comedy show mostly but there's an episode where they went back in time and saved um, JFK and then he basically like turned the American presidency into a mafia situation he was like a mob boss as president which is like partly based on some of the things that were going on behind the scenes sure and it's just like saying like no he brings it to the surface and he he just becomes like the most corrupt American president of all time and it's like interesting so in a lot of ways like his it was better off for his for his how for, history remembers him for, for his, his legacy, legacy yeah. for him to have died young before all that became a thing. I think that's also very possible for how Hamilton could Exactly. Have... Hamilton could have been super corrupt and become, like, a dictator. We, there there to... is no way to know like, what would have happened. Hamilton was crushed when Washington stepped down as president. He was in favor of a lifelong president. Yeah. Like, maybe he would have tried to push for that and make it happen. Yeah. Which would have been bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, so you've anyway. I'm I'm very firmly in the Hamilton is a Slytherin. It's camp. a strong case. Let me put for you this case of Gryffindor. Sure. He wants to punch. He wants to do a fight. Does he want to do a fight? He's scrappy. He says it himself. He's scrappy like do. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Why what not? What was that segment called? It's time for school. Oh. <laughs> yeah, our favorite segment. Look, we're bringing that back. Yeah, huh? But like his entire youth, he wants to go out and fight. He doesn't think he, about what that means. I think but, he just he wants to prove himself. I think he wants to. I think he like he's being headstrong, not thinking things through, and rushing in. Hmm. Also, so we've discussed a lot. That, like, there's a, you know a bunch of similarities between Gryffindor and Slytherin. It can be a fine line. What's our determining factor? Fuck you. <laughs> yes, Gryffindor's fuck. Gryffindor's fuck. Slytherins want to fuck but can't. Can Hamilton fuck? Yes. Hamilton fucks so much! Hamilton can't stop fucking. Hamilton is famous, infamous, for fuckery. I still say Slytherin. Valid. What about Ravenclaw, though? I like Ravenclaw. Sure. He, you could make a case for so, it. But I, I still say Slytherin. Obviously, he is an intelligent and wordy person. Yes. Dedicates so much of his life to his writing. In his youth, he is less interested in writing. Like when he was young and he was in the Caribbean and, like, the story is that all of the other people on the island pitched in money because he had written... Like, he he had written something that that touched the rest of the... Yeah, the community. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. It touched the community so much that they all sort of pitched in to send him to New York um, where he could further his education and etc. And also, like, he spent a lot of that time like reading every book he could get his hands on i believe is the line um so like it's not like that that hunger for knowledge came out of nowhere yeah his like he like he clearly does value education and knowledge and like the people he surrounds himself with his entire life are like the most intelligent people he can Mm -hmm. typically like slightly less intelligent than himself when he can get away with it (laughs) so that he can win the arguments sure sure as he gets older like that and like after independence and he's like trying to help the founding of America he's trying to help start the constitution and he writes the other 51 papers because <laughs> like he is so passionate about what he's trying to put forward passionate here. is is definitely a key word that I'll give you he's passionate about knowledge and words I I would say I would say Ravenclaw over Gryffindor but sure. I still I, I'm still very firmly Slytherin I mean, I, I, I obviously hear your case, like, of course. Okay, what would be a determining factor between someone being Ravenclaw or Slytherin? Okay, okay. Motivations? So, sure. He never goes for the top positions himself. He wants his, he wants his perspective and his viewpoint to be considered and ideally followed. But, like, he, he never, want, he never watched, like, 
tried to be president himself. I think he just never had the opportunity. Maybe, but... I mean, um, when Washington stood down, he could have tried to run then. He could have tried to run against Burr. Like, instead of instead of supporting Jefferson, he could have tried to get in there himself. Maybe. I. That's hard to say, because I don't know exactly what... I think he was more interested in being in an advisory position than in being the top position. Well, the, okay, so, like, during the war, his whole thing was, like, I don't... I don't want to write. I want to. I want to fight. I want to like give me yes. command of an army. Let me be in charge. Let me do something. I think if we're talking him at the very beginning of the play, Ravenclaw would not fit. Sure. I think at the beginning you'd say Slytherin with like pushing towards Gryffindor, mm. and I think as he got older and settled down, he became more Ravenclaw. So it's the question of do we want to sort him earlier on or later? Well, traditionally sorting early. Well, <laughs> sometimes I think we sort too soon. <laughs> Okay. We got ourselves a good old-fashioned hat stall. Yeah, we do. I was so sure that this was going to be easy and <laughs> in the bag. I was like, sure. yes, he is a Slytherin. But, like, the, because he's a real person, or based on a real person, like, there's, he, there's more of he that. comes with more development, and, yeah, like, he's just a more nuanced person than a typical character. And we, we say this for, for well-developed characters all the time. It's it's much harder to, to narrow down. What would you say his general motivations are? Is he is he doing things to get a leg up on the world, or is he doing things for the sake of? I think knowledge? he was trying to make the best country he could. Okay. I don't think he was doing it to like just to be the one who made our country. I think he wanted America to be the best it could be, one way or the other. I disagree. Yeah. I think he was very intent on establishing for himself a legacy and establishing for himself a way to be remembered. He he wanted he wanted to be remembered. I especially in sort of that later chunk mm. like where uh, the uh, burn Eliza's song where she's talking about like his his letters and stuff and how he's like paranoid in every paragraph of how they perceive you. Um like he he is sort of obsessed with his position in regards to the public and how he will be remembered. At least, like, that's how it sort of seems. I like, think it's more that he's... Like, he lo loves loves America. <laughs> he wants to be known... Like, he would rather be known as an adulterer than a treasonist. Like That's fair. And I think that's because he wants it to be known that, like, he stands by America more than he stands by his wife. <sighs> annoying <laughs> fuck you hamilton oh yeah no he, like um, that's garbage yeah um, fucking stand by your spouse bitch that is a that is that is a valid interpretation so that's the thing is like these are these are just different ways of interpreting the same text yeah and because it like because it's based on a real person like we're not given the inner monologue as much there we're told what happens yeah and so it's it's more of an interpretation whereas like with many other pieces of fiction you'd be told exactly how and why the character is thinking and doing what they're doing yeah so if we asked hamilton do you want to be in the in the house of knowledge and learning or the house of ambition and cunning where would he choose to go i honestly have no idea i think i think he would want his, his public image to be ravenclaw even mm. if he like might have like felt like he fat fit fit in more in Slytherin. He would have wanted to be known as the, that man of no learning and knowledge. I think he at this point of the Hadstall, he would choose Ravenclaw. It's possible, but Slytherin is also like a house known for determination, fraternity, lineage, self preservation, uh, leadership, is as he... well as ambition and all of that kind of stuff. Okay. Let's look at the Ravenclaw yeah. list: intelligence, uh, wisdom, wit, creativity, originality, individuality. Impractical head in the clouds. I think he's very realistic a lot of the time. I think we might just have to leave it at this. Yeah, I and think say we're undecided. I say Ravenclaw, you say Slytherin. Tweet at us. Tweet at us. Uh, we'll put up a poll because yeah. we really can't. We're we're stuck here. Like there are strong cases on both sides, and uh, that's how it is. Yeah. Cool. Damn. What a debate. <laughs> and uh, tell me, tell me, uh, who does uh, Hamilton like to have a good debate with? <laughs> Speaking of... Uh, Aaron Burr, sir. Ah, tell me about him. <laughs> um, so Aaron Burr is another... I mean, they're colleagues, I guess, in yeah. a lot of ways. Is Aaron Burr considered a founding father? According, according to the play, he like sort of wanted to be... Yeah. He wanted to be a part of that, but he, he could never... He wants to be in the room where it happens, the room where it happens. 
I mean, he was, like, um, yeah. one of the earliest vice presidents, but, like... Yeah, but he couldn't quite get in on the floor oh, when all of this stuff Wikipedia says there. he was a founding father. Oh, okay, sure. It's kind of a loose term, you know? It is a loose term. I don't think he was as much as he wanted to be. Mm. Um, but he did fight in the war. He did go into politics and law and stuff shortly thereafter and help establish yeah. the justice system and gosh, like, whatever. And like, so yeah, he like he wanted to be involved in things more often than he was, and he kept on missing opportunities for a number of reasons. Like Hamilton not voting for him as president and Burr was turned down in favor of Hamilton by like Washington needing yeah. someone to help do the yeah. writing type stuff. Gosh, and it's like but like he's given opportunities. Like yeah. when Hamilton comes to him and says, "I I want you to defend the American Constitution in court," like that could have been a huge yeah. thing for him, and he doesn't want to. No, it's and then who, it's who too dicey? Who writes the papers? Hamilton, Madison, and one other person uh, write those. I can never remember. But the point is, they write all these papers defending John the US. James. They write all these papers defending the Constitution. Is it John James or John Jay? John Jay. I'm guessing John Jay because he's one of the founding fathers. Yes. Look, I was close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You because you are specifically remembering the line rather than the name, yes. so you're remembering how it sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, who who else knows anything about him? Oh, he's an abolitionist. Good. Cool. I like you, John Jay. <laughs> um, but like, if Burr had been the one to defend the U.S. Constitution, that would have been huge. Yeah, that and like could have gotten him quote in the room where it happens. That could have been the kind of thing that won him presidency. Yeah. He was too indecisive and he could never yeah. put like, his foot down. Hamilton voted for Jefferson against Burr, even though they were friends more. And like he, Hamilton had come up against Jefferson so much more because he knew where Jefferson stood. And he genuinely didn't know where Burr stood after all that time because Burr... Flip-flopped. Yeah, and, and was wishy-washy. And, yeah, never... Hamilton supported people who wore their hearts on their sleeves. Yeah, much like himself. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So also Slytherin. So Slytherin. I'm not gonna fight you on this. Like, d- Here's the like thing. that's what we're saying. He keeps his views and perspectives to himself. He won't share what he's thinking unless it's beneficial yes. for him. Yes, for absolutely. sure. Yes. Like he won't do it unless he knows that it's unless, gonna get yeah. ahead. Unless he can see ahead. what's in it for him. Yeah. Um. I think. I think this sorting is gonna have a lot of Slytherins. Um. I, I personally feel like a lot of people that are drawn to politics... House hot take. I think we've had this house hot take before. I think we have, that politicians are often Slytherin. But house medium warm take, <laughs> like, most politicians are Slytherin. Yeah. Like, it, you have to be ambitious. Wasn't, and wasn't Cornelius Fudge a Slytherin? I don't know. We've talked about this before, but I, we, I don't know if we ever found an answer. But, like, we talked about this when we did Parks and Rec, too. Yeah, because, like, there there is something about... The oh kind of gosh. person who runs. For Can you imagine an episode of politics. Parks and Rec about Hamilton? Oh my god! What would Leslie Nope think of Hamilton? <laughs> um, That's how you know that season seven of Parks and Rec goes against reality because it was set in 2017, and Leslie Nope had no thoughts or views stated about <laughs> Hamilton. Uh, she wasn't constantly singing the soundtrack. Yeah. Anyway, I do. I do think there is a like the kind of person who runs for office and like gets involved in politics has to have at least a little bit of that Slytherin quality to yes. them in order to be successful in that. And also in order to want to be in that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of the idea of like why Dumbledore never went into politics because he didn't want to do that. Didn't have that kind of ambition. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't want the the power and the, the yeah. ability to... I mean, in theory, being a politician shouldn't be about power. It should be about making the best for your people and community but that's not like Hamilton <laughs> that's not how the reality of the situation turns out unfortunately yeah, which is like what Hamilton did which is why he's not a Slytherin <laughs> I disagree you're just mad that I'm right no I, <laughs> I don't think he necessarily had we're, we're done with Hamilton we're done with we're Hamilton done, okay we're done with Hamilton but I find it fascinating that Hamilton a character who wears his heart in his sleeve you always know what he's thinking and he's the one we have a, a huge long discussion about <laughs> and can't decide where to place him. Burr, who constantly keeps himself to himself and doesn't let anything out, we're both just immediately like, yeah, that one's easy. It's obvious where he belongs. Do you want a hot take? A hot opinion take, I guess? Okay. Um, I think Burr is a more interesting character than Hamilton. Ah. <sighs> 
And that's just an opinion. Sure. I, I just think he's I, I think he's more interesting. Yeah. I think most of these characters are very interesting. Oh yeah, that's that's completely valid. But just yeah, Burr is also a Slytherin. The concept of building a country from scratch is inherently like an interesting concept. Sure. Like yeah. Sure. I feel like it's slightly more interesting to you. Because I, I don't know, I, I grew up, you know, in an American school. Like, you, sure. you learn about this stuff, like, every year. It gets drilled into you and it becomes sort of mundane and kind of boring. Mm. And sure, Hamilton does bring out aspects of it that make it interesting. Sure. I learned but... about the rest of the world, as well as America. Oh, yeah. That would have been awesome. I would have preferred that. Yeah. Because... Like I said, it got boring. Yeah. There's only so many times that you can learn about... When you could have been learning more interesting, useful things, like the order in which Henry VIII disposed <laughs> of his wives. Uh, Do you know the rhyme? No. Divorced, beheaded, died. Divorced, right. beheaded, survived. Right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, JD, who's next? Angelica! Eliza! No, not yet. <laughs> we'll get to her. You and can not do, Peggy. You can, you can do that one. <laughs> okay. Why is Angelica first? Just because of the song? Yeah. Okay. Purely because of the song. <laughs> fine. Fine. Like, yeah. Um, I know that Eliza is a, like a bigger, a bigger and more important character overall. Although yeah. Angelica, I think, is more important early on. Sure. Like, sure. Eliza's importance to the story just increases drastically over time. It's like a friend. Yeah, it's a exponential. Yes. By the end yes. of it, like... Exactly. I'm... In my heart, I'm like... Eliza is the main character of this play. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we talk about Eliza. I, I know. That's fine. It's fine. Angelica is the eldest Skylar sister. Yes, Hamilton's sister-in-law. Yes. A socialite. Sure. She marries an Englishman. Yeah, a wealthy and then Englishman. moves to England later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like a lot of like what we see in the play about her is very much interpreted and not necessarily historically accurate mm. because that side of things is a lot murkier in history yeah but she's portrayed as having an instant crush on hamilton sure alongside her sister but deciding for a number of reasons not to pursue him partly because her sister like called dibs she realized three fundamental truths at the exact same time okay go on number one i'll i'll summarize um <laughs> i won't sing the song i'll summarize um it's oh, such a good rap um just, just... first off being that Hamilton is not of upper-class descent. He doesn't necessarily have any money or fame to his name, and her job as the eldest sister is to marry up to secure her family's wealth or whatever. Secondly, she's a little bit worried that Hamilton might just be interested in her because... He wants mobility. Yeah, he wants to marry up, and so it's not necessarily a You can't do that. Connection. I'm trying to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, so she's like, yeah, he's I'm the cute. girl. I'm supposed to marry up. <laughs> he's cute, but like, he's probably just trying to use me, is essentially like her first instinct. Uh, so I'm pulling him off of my sister. Yes, who called dibs, and also... Because she called dibs, she's like, my sister would be devastated if I marry this man. And my sister is the most wonderful person in the world. And because she's a younger sister, it's not as important for her to marry up. Yes. um, And I love her very much and I want nothing more than for her to be happy. And if that's what this happens, then that's fine. That song is so good and like it breaks my heart and it's incredible and I love it. Angelica is also a Slytherin. Oh yeah? (laughs) What makes you say that? Um, her, her reasoning for that. Like, most of her character and what we know about her via the play is, is that song that she has. Mm -hmm. Um, you're going to make a case for Ravenclaw, aren't you? Just finish your point. Um, and I, I think the, the direction she's coming from in regards to, in making that snap decision and letting her sister, like, have Hamilton essentially. Um, I think that's a very like calculated and strategic kind of thing to be doing, and but like not in a Ravenclaw way, not in that like this is the correct answer because logic, but like this is the correct answer because of social standing and because of how I need to exist in this world kind of thing. I think her defining character traits mm-hmm. through it all from beginning to end loyalty dedication, 
fairness, I think she's Hufflepuff. Really? Yeah. Number one important thing to her is... is her, her sister's her sister. happiness. Yes. And I know that, like, the idea of, like, caring about the self can extend through, like, your close circle and whatnot. Sure. But I think it comes in, it, in a way that she is she puts her sister above herself she puts her sister's happiness before her own it's not like she just cares about her sister she cares for her sister more than she cares for herself that's pretty compelling and that's very interesting because she does not give off hufflepuff vibes in my opinion there's a, I, there's a, there are aspects of hufflepuff that she doesn't apply to passive she's not passive she's a very active yes out there person she's very passionate yes um, and I think she highly values that intelligence and like, Absolutely. wanting to yes. be knowledgeable. But n- not above all else. That's the line. I know my sister like I know my own mind. I will choose her happiness over mine every time. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You know, you can you can have this one. <laughs> oh boy, thanks. <laughs> You, you've convinced me. <laughs> sure. That, that's much more compelling than everyone is Slytherin. Although yeah. everyone is kind of Slytherin. Sure. No, I mean, it, it's not that she doesn't have strong Slytherin leanings, of course. Like, part of why these characters are involved with each other in the way they are is because of those leanings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like Hufflepuff. I think that might be the sure. more interesting way to go with it. I also think she'd have been a bit like, like she'd have almost been like, in the way Neville was like, want, he like wanted to be Hufflepuff in a way. Okay. So like, not really, but I like, feel like he belonged there. I feel like she would have like wanted Slytherin, mm. but then like found that actually Hufflepuff was where she belonged and where sure, she fit in better. Sure, sure, sure. Or she might have wanted Ravenclaw. That's also yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Hufflepuff, we sure. got one. How about Eliza? So Eliza Hamilton's <laughs> wife. I was about to just like make a snap call, but I think I think it, again. Oh? I think I think it's at least a little more complicated than that. Okay. So Hamilton's wife. Um, Angelica's sister. Angelica's sister. She's relatively unimportant early on. Like, in the very beginning, she's Hamilton's wife, and she's Hamilton's love interest, and, like, the competition to Angelica. Yeah, she grows in importance so much as the play goes on. Particularly, I think, when Hamilton publishes the Reynolds papers. Like, that's when things really turn around for her. She makes, like, the most, like, the most like her first crucial like major choice and decision for herself is when she chooses to burn the letters quote i'm removing myself from the narrative yeah like let that... them wonder how eliza reacted yeah in a lot of ways before that she, it's it almost feels like she's portrayed as like the nagging housewife in some ways like hamilton come down for dinner alexander come down for dinner come yeah. and see what your son's doing yeah and, like, i think that's more sort of like, trying to convey that he's not a very attentive husband sure sure i'm not saying that's um, the way it was at all or anything but yeah like, she is just sort of doting housewife who's raising the kid and then their son dies in his duel mm-hmm. and she's devastated in the morning yes and spends a lot of time in devastated in mourning from that point on <laughs> i feel like there's another like crucial point that i'm missing there's her basically like going above hamilton's head to contact washington to have hamilton sent home because she's right. pregnant that's earlier um yeah that's earlier um yeah. that's like a thing that she does i mean obviously her biggest moment comes right at the end she is the final character like and that's b- because in reality, like, she outlived everyone else. Yeah. How old was she when she died? Like, 96 or something? Yeah. Just wild. Something something like that. Um, Like, she lived for 50 years longer than Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And she, in a lot of ways, carried on his work. She kept trying to do... She's the reason that so much of his life, so much of that early yeah. history of yeah. the United States is remembered at all. She went out and did research. She spoke to people who knew Hamilton... And, uh, and others as well, like... Yeah, she yeah. She put out so much of that history, and then she went on and did amazing charity work. She founded the first orphanage in... First private orphanage in New York. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's still there today, and, yeah, like, Yeah, because that's... Hamilton was an orphan, and... Yeah, yeah. So she she did that to, in his name. She wanted to, to give to... To honour him. Yeah. <laughs> because, so, like... Eliza! After, like, after his affair became public, it might take him some time, it's unclear exactly... But she did essentially forgive him and reconcile, and like mm-hmm. their relationship carried on. I believe they had another son after that. I think so. Yes. Either she was pregnant when Philip died, or they had another child because their last child was also named Philip. Yes. 
named after his dead brother. That's not weird at all. He was a different time. Yeah. She has stuff going on early on. I was initially just going to like slam down like Hufflepuff. Because mm. there's a lot of Hufflepuff there. She's loyal to her husband. She's sure. loyal to her family. Sure, sure. She is hardworking and patient and yes. kind yes. through it all. She is ultimately forgiving. Like, yes, she has. Yeah. Like, and like I you, might still you know, come around on Hufflepuff yet. But... She is slighted and angry, but in the end, she does yeah come back around. Actually, I, I it's, feel... it's like a righteous anger. Yeah, is the thing. Oh, like, yeah. It's like completely valid. It's oh, not yeah. like it, it. It feels like a Hufflepuff kind of anger. Sure, I feel like I was coming around on like making another argument, but I can't remember what that is. Is there another argument to make? I think Hufflepuff. Yeah. I think there's maybe a slight argument for... You're not going to believe this, Slytherin. Um, what? <laughs> um, like I mentioned before, in that, like, going over Hamilton's head to have mm-hmm. him sent home to her. Uh, things like taking herself out of the narrative, like burning the letters so that no one else gets to read them. Yeah. It, it feels sort of like a, a selfish kind of reactionary sort of thing to be doing. Um, also, in later life, while she's doing it in like in Hamilton's name and she's doing it for to help others, but she is... She t- takes on that leadership role. She becomes ambitious yeah, and determined yeah, yeah. in that way. She's very resourceful. <laughs> like, um, she's also like, she sees Hamilton and she's like, I want that. That's mine. I want him. And then gets him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Angelica was also like, I want that. Yeah. But Angelica gives him up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, so like, yeah. There, there is there is an argument for Slytherin as well. But in, um, but I, in the I, end. I, I do agree with you that Hufflepuff is probably more fitting yeah she she does seem above all to be very loving and okay so we've got washington mm, must be nice what must be nice it must be nice it must be nice it must be nice it must be nice to have washington on your side oh i thought i was thinking it might be nice it might be nice to have hamilton on your side oh <laughs> um, who's washington washington George, known to his friends. Oh, I, not like G-Dog? <laughs> G-Dog Washington. G-W. Nope, that's a different president. <laughs> George Washington was the first president of the United States. Importantly, he had wooden teeth? No, <laughs> he did not. There's like a whole song about that in the play. There's not. Also, I love my wooden teeth. <laughs> they help me chew things like apples. First of all, he didn't have wooden teeth. He uh, had a pair of dentures. And pork. Made... He had a pair of dentures that were made out of the teeth of his slaves. Well, okay. <laughs> Which is awful. Yeah. Because in reality, he was a garbage human being. Uh, in the play, however, he's painted in a much nicer light because he's a fictionalized version. We yeah. kind of want to root for him. Yeah. And also, like, <laughs> he's the first president of America. Yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. He's the the hero of the rev- of the the Revolutionary War. He was a general. Yeah. He led the, the army. War of Independence. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah. It has a name. Yeah. The Revolutionary War. The War of Independence. Same thing. Okay. I've only ever heard it called the War of Independence. Oh, okay. But I didn't study it constantly <laughs> yeah. in school. Yeah. the Revolutionary War. Um, I didn't need multiple names for it. Fair enough. That's interesting. I wonder if that's like an American thing being like, we did revolution and we gained our independence. Whereas you're just like, yeah, they got their independence. <laughs> We're like, we fought for it. We kind of gloss over that part. <laughs> I guess we talk a bit more about that time you landed there and, like, genocided. Yeah. Mm. We should talk about that more, too, honestly. Hey, fuck the United States. Yeah. House hot tank. I mean, for what it's worth, also, fuck England. Yeah. Like, we're both garbage countries. Yeah. Anyway, George Washington... Was a garbage person. Yes, but in the play, he's this cool hero dude. He gives me such strong Dumbledore vibes. Right? No, I completely understand. But also, Dumbledore was also a garbage person, so it fits. Yeah. Um. Do you mean specifically uh, very Potter musical Dumbledore? Partly. Yeah. Like, like, the, like Dylan there, Saunders? There's a strong part, part of that as well. Yeah, yeah. But also yeah. just in general, like the role he takes, the mentor position. Yeah, yeah, The leader. Yeah. The sort of all-knowing wise... Yeah. Yes. Whatever. Who will always be there to support young little Hamilton. <laughs> Call me son one more time. He was their friend! <laughs> and he betrayed them! <laughs> Ooh. Burr? <laughs> he, he was... Okay, he was their friend. He, George III, was <laughs> America's friend. And he betrayed America. 
George, the, house hot take. George the third is Hamilton's godfather. Uh, <laughs> no. That's how that works. No. Yep. I don't think a bastard orphan son of a whore and a Scotsman would have a godfather, let alone the king. Why not? Harry Potter was an orphan. Was Harry Potter a bastard? Probably not. Do we know for sure? I mean, no. Do, <laughs> do you think James and Lily got married while they were in hiding? Gosh, can you imagine? Maybe they got pregnant and then got married. <laughs> can you imagine trying to have a wedding when you can't go outside or see anyone? <laughs> God, that's too relatable. <laughs> Anyway, Washington. Um, he, like, fought up against the English in a war. He led the armies and the, the stuff. And, and he, he was Hamilton's boss friend. And Hamilton loved him like a dad. Yeah. And then he decided, I'm going to stop that. Here's a bunch of things you should never, ever do five minutes later. <laughs> they did all of the things. <laughs> <sighs> George Washington, like, told a cautionary tale. George Washington was like, hey, don't have a two-party system. And then literally two presidents later, we had a two-party system. Also, uh, here's a good idea. The Whoever comes second in the election should be the vice president. So that way you've got conflicting viewpoints r- in charge. So you're top. forced to work together. Yes, and, and you can just, like, discuss them. And, yeah. Yeah. What if no? Because I don't like you because you tried to run against me. It's like, that's Fuck the whole Thomas point. Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson was garbage. Fuck Thomas Jefferson. Look, a lot of the founding fathers were garbage people, but yeah. I, I feel especially strongly about Thomas Jefferson. And not just, like, play Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thomas Jefferson in general. Let's just, like, rank the founding fathers on a scale of garbage. Thomas Jefferson is... Is, is the worst one. The garbage one. Yeah. The, he's, he's the garbage of garbage. Yeah. Other garbage looks at him and is like, wow, you're garbage. I hate Thomas Jefferson. While we're talking about uh, historical figures that I hate, Thomas Edison. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy! Washington's Gryffindor, right? Yes. Like, he's the war leader. He's the general. He's like, ah, I will lead you, and I am very wise and good. And, yeah, he does the fight, ah. and he does the good, and... It, at least the way he's presented in the play, he does seem like he just wants the the best for his people. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah. That That's much, much clearer and less sort of a yes. interpretation kind of thing. Um, you tell me we know one or two things about George Washington historically? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just mean like the way that the play presents it. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's less. Yeah. And um, so that means that we've got all four houses represented in the main characters. We didn't get us a, a Ravenclaw. Yeah, we did. Hamilton. No! <laughs> <laughs> Twitter, help me out. Giving Hamilton as a Ravenclaw so that we've got all four Hamilton's. No, in the Hamilton top is a Slytherin. Please validate me. <laughs> it's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for the lightning bolt round! Uh, let's start off with Jefferson, that he, bitch. He's a jerk, He, but he liked France, and he was probably right about helping France, because it's nice to help uh, Slytherin. <laughs> yeah, he's a Slytherin. Super Slytherin. How about Madison? I think Madison's a Ravenclaw. Okay. I mean, in the play, he seems a little bit more soft-spoken. He sort yeah. of stands behind Jefferson. He gives Jefferson the good advice to like, try and work with Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. He seems on. like he's he's sort of trying to do the logical thing, sure. and... and make what he thinks is right happen sure. and is less boisterous about sure. it all. Uh, tell me about Lafayette. Lafayette is French and he helps and he's from Gryffindor. Yeah. How about Hercules Mulligan? Hercules Mulligan? He needs no introduction. The, um. the main thing I remember about him is he wears a hat. <laughs> he wears a beanie. Uh, he's also a Gryffindor. Cool. Tell me about Philip. Philip, Philip Hamilton, son of Alexander Hamilton. Kind of a dumbass. Like, sure. the main thing we know about him is he could count to ten in French. <laughs> he rhymed poet with know it. And, he, like, the first sign of trouble, he got himself in a duel and got himself shot over the slightest thing. He's a dumb fuck Gryffindor. Sure, yeah. Yeah. How about John Lawrence? John Lawrence, I'm going to say, is also a Gryffindor. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, that just, that, that whole trio. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say are are mostly Gryffindor. Cool. Um, how about uh and Peggy? And Peggy. <laughs> and Peggy. She's written down on her list as and Peggy. Because like she's in like two scenes. Yeah. And she's then she's not. gone. Like it's f- kind of fascinating how unimportant she's made out to be compared <laughs> to Angela Eliza. Yeah. And so like in the se- her two sisters are both Hufflepuff. She's also a Hufflepuff. 
because she's an unimportant side character. Oh. She's Hufflepuff. Deal with sure, it. How sure. about Maria Reynolds? Mariah Reynolds. Mariah Reynolds? Mariah Reynolds. Okay. Anyway, uh, Mariah Reynolds is played by the same actress as Peggy, yeah. which is great because when she's Peggy, she's got like this like little kid voice and then... Very it, demure and like, Dad said to not do yeah, things. And yeah, and then like in the second half, she's I'm like... I'm gonna fuck your dick! She's like... Oh, it's me. I'm I'm a sexy lady, Hamilton. Help. <laughs> See the way you worded that though it just sounded like sexy lady Hamilton. It's like, oh, is that the new Halloween costume? Yes. <laughs> Are you gonna dress up as sexy lady Hamilton this year? Yes. <laughs> no, you're not. You don't know that. I've met you. <laughs> anyway, I think Mariah is a Gryffindor. Really? Yeah. Why? I think she's Slytherin because she was trying to use and abuse and manipulate Hamilton. I don't think she was. No? I think the way that the, at least the way that the play presents it, like, she did mm. genuinely want help. Okay. And, like, human connection, and that wasn't her abusive husband. Mm. Okay. I don't know. Okay. It's lightning bolt round. Yep. Uh, tell me about King George. da 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 King George III is portrayed as absolutely batshit insane. <laughs> they, so they're saying that George Washington is stepping down? I didn't know you could do that. That's something you, a person can do? What? Um, fuck, I don't know. King George is actually just insane in this play. Possibly in real life. I don't know <laughs> shit about King George in real life. Mm. Um, I do know that like England already had a prime minister by that time, so it seems weird to me how involved he is. Hmm. I'm confused by that, but I didn't learn. I learned basically nothing about English history once we had a prime minister until we had Winston Churchill. Sure. So uh, judge him based on his representation in the play. That shit insane. <laughs> Clingy. <sighs> is that is that the word for it? Like I want to say Slytherin he's because possessive. he's like. He's the distant villain. He's not a villain that's relevant in any way as a villain, sure, but sure. like he's the villain of America. Sure. Essentially. So I want to say Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd say Slytherin. He's sure. like very possessive and like, no, you're mine. Yeah. And if I can't have you, then I'll murder you. That feels Slytherin. And that's Alexander Hamilton, the musical, the film, <laughs> sorted. <laughs> we did it. It's time to sort it out. Yeah, let's sort it out. Um, so, Alex, I sorted it out last week. How are you going to sort it out? Something I would like to sort out in Hogwarts is the lack of mental health care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we need wizard therapy. Like, St. Mungo's can't fix everything. Well, no, they don't need St. Mungo's. All they need is chocolate. No. <laughs> no. No. If you, if you confront the embodiment of fear itself, just eat some chocolate. It's fine. No. Harry <laughs> needs therapy. Yeah. Ginny needs therapy. Yeah. Most of the main characters would greatly benefit with some therapy. Neville, Luna, Ron. Even Ron, Ron yeah. needs therapy for different reasons. Yeah, yeah. Ron probably needed therapy from the beginning. <laughs> even like, even like Hermione, who seems very well adjusted and well grounded, I feel like could greatly benefit from that. Like, she should be the one out there telling everyone to get therapy. Right? Yeah. Like. New, new version. We're gonna make a new mini series on BBC of the Harry Potter books, and Hermione's catchphrase is just gonna be "Y'all need therapy." Like they really do, though. Like there is one type of medicine in the Wizarding world, and it's "Oh, you got a cut? I'll fix it with magic." Or "Oh, you were poisoned? Here's some magic." Or you know, sometimes there people get broken in ways that magic can't instantly fix and that's where you go to like St. Mungo's yeah. and it's a little bit more complicated but like there is absolutely no mention from any kind of mental health care yeah like like the entirety yeah. of Order of the Phoenix Harry's got like some major PTSD and like depression and like he's got a lot of stuff going on somebody please help that boy also in Order of the Phoenix we go to St. Mungo's and we see Neville's parents and they're just they're just insane like, nothing can yeah. be done to help them. They're just crazy. It's not even worth trying. Don't even try to talk to them or understand them. Fuck that. Just throw just throw the bubblegum wrapper in the bin, Neville. Fuck that. Yeah. Why am I not surprised that... Mm, Moving on. Mental health is not portrayed super great in Moving the series. Moving on. Um, hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm not surprised by anything at this point. Sorry that was a bit of a downer. I'm just no. very passionate about somebody help these kids get their brains sorted out. Not just the kids. Yeah. Staff. 
Someone Ugh. give Snape some therapy so he doesn't Please. irrationally hate children based on right? the actions of their parents. Also, get him out of that school, please. Well, that's last week sorting it yeah. out. There's a lot of issues with Snape. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, one by one, we will sort them out. Do you think if uh, Tom Riddle had access to, like, a therapy or, like, some kind of, like, some kind of guidance system? I don't think anyone would have ever thought he needed it. Yeah, okay, I don't think he fair. would have ever been put in that position. That's fair. I do think that that kids that had been raised in a muggle setting yep. should have some kind of like guidance counselor role. Yeah, it's called Hagrid turning up saying, "You're a wizard." No, like they need something more than a letter. They need like someone to walk them. Yeah, a giant the thing. who turns up and says, "You're a wizard," and takes you to buy your clothes. Hagrid doesn't show up for everyone. Um, and, and not just the, the showing up the first time to tell them all of the stuff. I think they need someone to continuously check in with them to make sure they're sure. adjusting. To be fair, I think it's implied that someone does go and see... I think so. Mug, like, mug, actual Muggleborns. And, like, the reason Hagrid turned up later for Harry is because he wasn't Muggleborn. And he wasn't receiving the letters. Yes. I swear I've heard it mentioned somewhere that McGonagall went to see Hermione. I think so. Like... I think so. Like, that does, that does sound familiar, and I don't know if it's canon or whatever. Gosh, I wish, I wish Hermione had looked up to McGonagall when she turned up to Hogwarts instead of Dumbledore. That would have been so much better. Hey, we're also going to sort it out by having Hermione look up to McGonagall. It's a double double whammy. <laughs> cool. Thank yeah. you for listening to Sorted. If you agree or disagree with any of our sorting, you can find us on Twitter at SortedPod. You'll also find a, a poll there to help us determine what house Alexander Hamilton should be in. Because apparently we don't know. Um, you can also find us both individually. I'm at Codename JD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. Thank you to Martin Majokomo of the Wampum Willows for this our theme song, The House of Awesome theme song. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network, such as... Cult Classics! <laughs> I've been enjoying that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little bit behind already. It's fun. <laughs> it's the good kind of dumb. I love. And Brittany, you can have that as a slogan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ghoul Tank, Home Viewing, Them's the Facts. No Dice, Scream Mountain Mysteries, Steampunks. Steampunks. And while you're there on Twitter, you should tweet us your favorite politician who's already dead and was dead before the Harry Potter books were published, so therefore couldn't have chosen their own Harry Potter house. It's very specific. Dead politician. Your favorite dead politician. Who has a favorite dead politician? Many people who like Churchill. <laughs> people who like Washington and Lincoln. I guess I was fond of Alexander Hamilton before the play. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, people have politicians they look up to and admire from history. Yeah. Bye! Bye! <laughs> Start a new house and it's called awesome. Start a new house, it's called awesome. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Steampunks, Steampunks. A podcast about badass women in the history of steam. Steam? So like, old trains and boats and stuff? No. Well, I mean, yes, but no. Steam stands for science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Oh, like how Ada Lovelace was the first computer programmer, like, ever? Exactly. Awesome. I want to learn more about Steampunks. And you will. And so will anybody who tunes in every other Wednesday on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Join me and Emily on Steampunks every other Wednesday on the Pocket Podcast Network. And keep flying, you beautiful, majestic, steam-powered horses. Me!